So let's quickly open to Jeremiah chapter 9. And I'd like to quickly read verses 23 and 24. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. And that I am the Lord, which exerciseth loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. God has put in my heart today to share with you the topic, Know Your God. K-Y-G. Know Your God. It's very nice that we all are here this morning. We have rendered a number of songs together. We've also enjoyed the one from the choir. But the reason why we are gathered here is exactly what the choristers has said, that we will eventually land in the land of Canaan. And the only thing that will guarantee your safe landing is if you know God. If you don't know God personally, First, your journey here will be very rough, and of course, you are not sure you're going to land in that desired heaven. It is also nice to have all the good things of life. You have wisdom, you have knowledge, you have understanding, you have everything. But that's not God's focus. And I'd like to read that again for emphasis. Let don't say the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. That you are a professor is fine, you have a PhD is fine, engineer is fine, everything, you know everything. That's fine. But that wouldn't grant an entrance into heaven. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his mind. Let the rich man not glory in his riches. Having a lot of wealth is fine. It opens a lot of doors here on earth. But it doesn't open the door of heaven. But God is trying to let us this morning to underscore the words. But let him that glorieth, if you like, that rejoice. Let him that rejoice it. Let him rejoice in this. That he understandeth and knoweth me. And we're going to be talking about what knowledge of God can do for us here on earth. And after we are done, because one day we will be done. One day, the certificate will perish. One day, the wisdom will go underground. One day, everything that you have here, the best clothes, will soon be racks if Jesus tarries. The best cars will soon be obsolete. Right now, we're moving from ordinary cars to hybrid to electric cars. And I, I recently have seen there are flying cars now coming. Flying cars, you just take up. You just head up here. Flying taxis, they all come. But knowledge will increase and knowledge will fade. But if you don't have the knowledge of God, if you don't know God personally, the times will test you and you're not able to withstand. If we might just reflect on the test that we read, there were three boys, they called the three Hebrew children. 
I like to believe that while they were still in Israel, they took this matter of knowledge of God very serious. They never anticipated that one day they were going to be carried away captives into a strange land where the doctrines were different. The doctrines were doctrines of idolatry. And you know, here we talk about salvation of the soul, where people pray and get saved and live right. Many people don't appreciate that. But imagine when you are then led into captivity and you now have a new doctrine of idolatry. I'm going to make a very long, long image, height, nine meters or whatever. And everybody will bow down, no longer songs of praise. But you just bow down and they said, we're going to play all kinds of music. It's not spiritual songs. When you hear all kinds of music, whatever they are, just bow down. The three Hebrew children never knew that they are going to face such a trial in their life that they came. We never anticipated that what is happening in this country and indeed around the world is going to happen. Last Saturday or so, not yesterday, the Saturday before, Israel never knew that enemies would penetrate into Israel and destroy souls, kidnap children, beheaded people, broke all the security they never knew it was a big surprise and that's how life is i can imagine the three hebrew children all of a sudden they saw a very tall image and said now it's time to everybody to worship and if it is just worship that will sound very simple but if you fail to bow down there's also something set up there a fairy furnace anybody who fails is not going to be worshipped by fire here yeah, we worship by pleading, God is pleading, come serve me, people are not responding. But that day it was, if you don't worship, straight away into the fire. They never knew. But thank God they were prepared for that day. The essence of this message is that we prepare for the days ahead. Nobody knows what is, happening, what is going to happen tomorrow. But all of us are going to be tried, we're going to be tested. So that day, that day came. And I, like I said, thank God they were very, very ready for that day. They were ready for the fire. They were ready for resistance. They had all it takes. They said no. And let's quickly go back there and read the verses that, we, we are, that follow. Um, Daniel chapter 3. We read from 1 to 12. Maybe we can read from verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage, because there was a report, accusers are waiting. They have told Nebuchadnezzar that the, there are some few elements in this kingdom who had all the instruction. It was clear, it was not ambiguous, but they were stubborn. They didn't, they failed to obey and align with their commandment. So, they reminded him that you have signed the document that's to the fire straight. So can we go ahead? Now the king had everything because these people were very useful to his kingdom. But he said maybe they didn't get the information very well. Let me give them a second chance. And then let's see. Verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. I'm happy that they are now men. They, were, they, they, brought, they brought them in as children. But now they are fully grown, not just in stature, 
but they were fully grown in the Lord. They can make their own decision and damn the consequence. Then Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, verse 14, unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do ye not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image with the Hasarah? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, sultry, and dulcimer, and of course all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made? Well, that's fine by me, you could say. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. And look at the next statement. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? So it is important that you know this God yourself. Don't let anybody tell you the story of the God Almighty. Know him yourself because God can withstand every situation. Every scenario, God is equal to it. And Nebuchadnezzar boasted. And I, I could see even the men around were trembling. Ah, the king is hot. Things are going to happen today. Things are going to happen that day, but it's going to be things beautiful. It wasn't the intended purpose of Nebuchadnezzar that would happen that day. He said, who is that God? I can see him in his pump, gallivanting. Now, to intimidate a young man. But thank God they knew their God. Yes. The book of Daniel says, They that know their God shall do exploits. Yes. And you are going to do exploits. Yes. This church shall be filled with people who do exploits. Yes. So, the young man had all his uh, boasting. And um, I can see they looked at him with disdain. This man doesn't know what we have. What we have is bigger than a fire. It is bigger than any threat. And so they told him, King, then 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, as though they were singing trial. Say, King, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. This is non-consequential. We are not interested. There is nothing to answer you about. Why? 17, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. That is why it's important that you know your God. Know whether the God you have can withstand the test of fire. Know whether the God you serve can withstand that sickness that is terrorizing you. Know whether the God you serve can provide job in the midst of unemployment. Know the God you serve. Know him very well. This is a, we're talking about a God who asked his people, ordered 300, 3 million people to leave Egypt and say, proceed to Canaan. And let me tell you, on the way they are going to go, there was no grocery shop. There was no shoemaker to repair their shoes. No place to buy toothpaste. No place to even say, let me go to the restaurant and eat. But God was equal to that. And God knew that this journey is going to take 40 years. But he was going to provide for them. Now, what he was going to do was never done before. Nobody had eaten manna before. But God was about to open the windows of heaven and say, go ahead and collect your meals. And that is for 40 good years, not 40 days. That's the God we serve. So when we ask you to go and seek God, we are trying to introduce you to the highest authority. The God who can solve every problem you have ever known and the ones you are yet to know. Hello, Boss, thank you very much for giving us a second chance. But to be quite honest with you, we're not interested in your second chance. Our God, whom we serve, is able. 
And he has not just that he's able, he has also enabled us. You know, there are two things. God is able. Many of us know that God is able. But some people here have been disabled. Now, if you don't know God, you have been disabled. In fact, you are disabled. You say God has enabled us that even if he doesn't come down on this occasion, we are not interested. The fire doesn't terrorize us. We can go into the fire. That is the ability of a Christian. We can pass through any situation in life. And the truth is that when you pass through your situations, you are looking for a testimony. You are looking for a testimony. That, that issue, that thing that is confronting you today is your tomorrow's testimony. So they tell the king, no, we're not interested. We, this is not negotiable. My boss is not negotiable. So what you're going to do is forget about the admonition, forget about your second chance. No, don't, don't worry about that. Our God is able. And if he, if peradventure, he, he fails to come and deliver us, he says, go. But before he said, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, if something that God has in stock that we don't understand happens, and he said, gentlemen, move into the fire, we go into the fire. It's not a problem. We have a promise of God that if you go into the fire, the fire will not burn you. And so, the king, I can imagine how furious he became. So these boys, you, you, you are damning all the consequences. It's okay. And you know, the, the, I believe the majority of us know the rest of the story. The king said, okay, gentlemen, what are you? They all jumped out. Hefty men, the heftiest men in town. You, you know, when you go to some parties these days, you find those that hang on the door, like bullies. If you don't show your IV, you won't get it. So I imagine that the king has more than such men in his kingdom. I say, where are you? They say, we are here. Say, he, command, he gives a command. Okay, go. And they lifted them. And I think the, the young men didn't even bother. They yielded themselves to the, the men. Okay, see fire. Okay, here we are. Like Isaac yielded himself to his father. So here we are. And they threw them into the fire. I can imagine they did not fall down in the fire. When they, when they entered the fire, they landed safe. They landed safe. Okay? You don't forget that they were tied. But they didn't fall down on the ground. There was no weeping. There was no crying. There was some kind of fortitude in their heart. That God will do it again. God will do it again here. I don't know what you are suffering from. I don't know your challenges. But I know one God. That is more than the problem. I can imagine Mary and Martha thinking, ah... Jesus has not come. Like the three Hebrew children say, if he doesn't come. Sometimes God will de deliberately delay his coming. And as they were waiting for Jesus to arrive, Jesus did not arrive. And eventually, Lazarus died. And they bound him, like they bound the three Hebrew children. And threw him, not this time not in the fire, but in the grave. But you know, God walks in the grave. <laughs> God walks in the fire. Even inside the water, God walks. So they bound the, the dead man, Lazarus, into the fire. But he was waiting for a, a testimony. But thank God that Mary and Martha knew the power of God. And so when Jesus eventually arrived, as it were, late. And I can say that Jesus is the only one that can come late and still be in time. So Jesus came, as it were, late in man's own calculation. But he was in time. So he asked, please, where did you lay him? Oh, say, but Martha confessed. Ah, Master, if you had been here earlier on, this man couldn't have died. 
But notwithstanding, I know that whatever you ask of God, God can do it. Yes. That is the kind of faith we need to have. That problem that is challenging you, challenge the problem back. Yes. When God arrives, the problem will be over. Yes. And God will arrive on time. Yes. If he doesn't arrive in time, he will arrive on time. Yes. Tell me what happened. Jesus said, Lazarus, he, he talked to him like Lazarus was still uh, in the realm of the living. Say, Lazarus, please comfort. And you know, well tied. He came out like I had their voice. <laughs> I, I just had their voice. I was somewhere out very far, but I had their voice. I can't resist their voice. And Lazarus came forth. Even though he was still tied, he came forth. You know how it be. When you are tied, you will struggle to come up. And this time he was tied and laid down. But he came out like this. And Jesus said, lose him and let him go. Yeah. That is as simple as it is when God comes in. Now, when Jesus entered the fire with them, before they landed, the fourth man was already there. Yes. And his identity is not unknown. Because even King Nebuchadnezzar, who I, who I believe, has never had an encounter with Jesus, said, we threw three men into the fire, right? They said, yes. I see the fourth man, and he is like the son of God. When the Son of God arrives, he's going to make himself known. So that case that is terrorizing you, I want you to be rest assured God will arise. And when he arises, he's going to make himself known to the problem. And make himself known to you. And to everybody that's waiting for that testimony. Know you are God. I read in the higher way of the apostles in the early days, that their usual greeting was, Brother, how's your faith? Their good morning was, how is their faith? I wish that after today, we should be shaking our hands and say, No, you are God. No, you are God. And when you can say, No, you are God, it will invigorate the faith in our life that our God is able. The Hebrew children knew that the God is able. Our God is still able. Because he told Moses, Who came to know him in Exodus 4? Moses came and said, God, how can I go and see this? God said, you haven't known me very well. Let me tell you something. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are grandfathers. But let me tell you, even your grandfather didn't know me to the depth. They know me as God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, they never know me. Now, when you get to Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh that I am that I am. That's the meaning of Jehovah. God is ever present. He doesn't expire. Many managing directors have been retired. Many have been sacked. Many kings have come and died. But we are serving a God who is always present. Yes. The I am that I am. Yes. His power does not diminish. That's the man you have come to me. And we are begging you to introduce yourself to him. Go and know your God. Go and introduce yourself and say, somebody gave me a note to meet you. I am so and so. You will be happy to meet him. And that is what God is waiting from this congregation. Those who have not known God should make haste to know God. Because trying times are ahead. I can say it without a fear of equivocation. Try, trying times are ahead. And the only time, the only thing we need to do is to get ready for the trying times. Let's get to Jeremiah 31, verse 34. It's important to know how we can know him by ourselves. Jeremiah 31, 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, 
For they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, said the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity. You know, that's one thing that sheeps people from knowing God. When there's iniquity, when you are sins, they blindfold you. There's a, there's a blockage. And so you can't know God. But God said, that, you know what I'll do? I will make you so that nobody will come and tell you, know me. Because you will know me when I forgive your sin. I will forgive their sin. He said that no man will teach them know, know me because they will know me from the least. From Genesis 1 to the oldest man here, God will introduce himself to you because he will persuade you to confess your sin and he will come with forgiveness and say, now, this is the time for forgiveness. If you confess now, it will be blotted out. You know, you don't have all this time every time in your life. But today, if you can take advantage of this offer, because God said nobody will introduce you again, because once you confess your sin, I'll forgive your iniquity. And I will remember their sin no more. Amen. Imagine the offer that today, if you confess your sin, God will say, okay, he's no longer a sinner. Put his name in the book of life. Because one day you are going to meet him. And when you meet him, as you find the Revelation 2015, they will search your name to see whether your ID is right. Um, yes, they search a name. If any man's name was not found in the book of life, into the lake of fire. It's not the lake of um, Nebuchadnezzar, which cannot kill a Christian. But this one is the lake of fire, designed for those disobedient, unbelieving people who had all the privilege in life to become Christians, who had all the offer that God gave them, and they abused it. The first is you will neglect it, and then it will turn to abuse. And God will not have any choice again when he said, open the book of life. If any man's name is not found there, into the lake of fire. There is not, no more negotiation, no more appeal. And so God will want you to know him by yourself. Know you are God. That's the reason why you are here. And it doesn't take a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that this church does not collect money. When you come, okay, the interest of the minister is to uh, first offering, second offering. Our interest is that you know you are God. Yes. If you know you are God, you have paid your dues. Yes. We'll be happy. Uh, this place will be set ablaze with happiness. That somebody has been saved. And of course, heaven says there's joy in the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Over one sinner I repented. Yes. What will hinder you from responding to this offer? For you to know your God. So that even if you are thrown into the lion's den, the lions will know that this one knows his God. I can't do anything. If it's a fire, fire know that this one is different. I can't do anything. Even if it's death, they know, ah, this man had arrived. The decay had not started in Lazarus before he came out because he was a special person. God will help you today. God is giving you an offer to know you are God. Know you are God personally because miracles are ahead for them that know their Lord. Because the Daniel says it that they that know their God shall do exploits. They that know their God shall do exploits. That's what Joshua did. Joshua came to a, a point where he needed to have full victory. And the, the day was closing up. He said, no, 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 this day cannot close up. He has never had that before, that somebody can stop the day from going. He said, sun and moon, please, please hang on. Hang on a minute. I need to have full victory. And God honored him. Elijah came on board and said, no, 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 no. There will be no rain, no dew here until by my word. And God approved it. That's those who know their God. You have capability, innate capability. 
But God wants you to tap into that today. How many people are willing to say, God, I need to know you? Paul said that I may know him. This is time to know the Lord. This is time to respond to the call of God. God wants people, powerful people. You can come from weakness into strength. And that is what God has designed for you. Today, if you will come and confess your sin and open your heart to God, God will come in and make a change in your life. You will see that you are a brand new creature. All things will pass away. You will be a powerful person. You are not going to be a weakling. God bless you as you respond to this call. In Jesus' name.